welcome to day 171 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, the story of the prophets. I'm Paul, here with Cindy, David, and Matt as uh, we continue to read through Jeremiah. Uh, yesterday we visited the famous scene where Jeremiah goes into the potter's house and sees a lump of clay being formed, and yet the, the clay will not you know, uh, cooperate with the, uh, the potter to become the kind of pot he has designed it to be. So he uh, starts all over with the pot. And, of course, uh, the image is that uh, he can do what he desires you know, with his, his creation. But there's kind of two edges to it. Uh, one part is uh, the responsibility of the clay to be moldable in the hands of the potter, and the other is the potter's intention in that. Uh, we stay with the pottery theme when we come uh, you know, to chapter 19, but this is not the moldable clay you know, which God you know, calls to repentance uh, you know, through uh, you know, through Jeremiah, if a nation is evil and relents, then I will bring good things to it. If a nation is good and walks begins to do evil, then I'll relent from the blessings. You know that I thought ran. Here we have a hardened pot, and of course, the solution for a hardened pot is much different. You know, than moldable clay. So we come to uh, Jeremiah nineteen, and as we do always, we realize what a privilege we have. I love the name of the podcast to be shaped by the word, and that is our desire, but it's not just simply that we we hear words and we conform to them. It's that God breathes out these words. His Spirit is alive in us, and He activates His Word in our life in order to do His work in us. And that's why many times we can talk about the Word as being you know powerful and living and active and, and penetrating you know to the depths of our heart and our being. And, and that's our desire every time we come into the Lord's presence, that He would continue His work as a potter molds a lump of clay, uh, may he mold us. So before we read Jeremiah 19 today, Cindy, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer? Sure. Father, we thank you for this time in your word. We thank you for what a gift it is to us, Father, that you uh, have given this to us, that we might know you, that our faith might be deepened and, and our love for you would grow. And Father, we, we pray that as we read your words, that you would make our hearts moldable and pliable in your hands, that we would have both a teachable spirit and um, a heart that would run after you. So be with us now. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 19. And this is what the Lord says, go and buy a clay jar from a potter, take along some of the elders of the people and of the priest, and go out to the valley of Ben-Hinnom near the entrance of the potsherd gate. There proclaim the words I tell you and say, Hear the word of the Lord, you kings of Judah and people of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I'm going to bring a disaster on this place that will make the ears of everyone who hears of it tingle. For they have forsaken me and made this place of foreign gods. They have burned incense to gods that neither they nor their ancestors nor the kings of Judah ever knew. And they filled this place with the blood of the innocent. They have built the high places of Baal to burn their children in the fire as offerings to Baal, something I did not command or mention, nor did it ever enter my mind. So beware, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when people will no longer call this place Tophet, or the Valley of Ben-Hinnon, but the Valley of Slaughter. In this place, I'll ruin the plans of Judah and Jerusalem. I'll make them fall by the sword before their enemies at the hands of those who want to kill them. And I'll give their carcasses as food to the birds and the wild animals. I will devastate the city and make it an object of horror and scorn. All who pass by will be appalled and will scoff because of all of its wounds. 
I will make them eat the flesh of their sons and their daughters, and they will eat one another's flesh because of their enemies will press the seeds so hard against them to destroy them. Then break the jar while those who go with you are watching and say to them, This is what the Lord Almighty says. I'll smash this nation and this city just as this potter's jar is smashed and cannot be repaired. They will bury the dead in Tepheth until there is no more room. This is what I will do to this place and to those who live here, declares the Lord. I'll make the city like Topheth, the houses in Jerusalem, and those of the kings of Judah will be defiled like this place, Topheth, all the houses where they burned incense on the roofs to all the starry host and poured out drink offerings to other gods. Jeremiah then returned from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy, and stood in the court of the Lord's temple and said to all the people, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I'm bringing a disaster on the city and all the villages around it. I pronounced against them because they were stiff-necked and would not listen to my words. And what a final word there. Stiff-necked and would not listen. We began you know, the week with the image of a hard heart. It takes a, a chisel to engrave something on it. And children who even know the way to the Asherah poles and to all the high places, mm-hmm. so ingrained in you and so done in you. And step next, another you know kind of image of a you know an ox that won't you know take the yoke. It's kind of a bucking back and stiffening its neck rather than uh, receiving the yoke and and being useful you know to its master mm-hmm. in any way. So we have our you know, second and third images here of the disaster that's coming on Judah. Well, just a good reminder to, I don't know, as I was reading the end of that, you know, I was just thinking about what's the opposite of this. It's, it's the people who are being softened to the Lord, softened to his word, desiring to hear his word. Um, you know, we saw even for earlier on, you know, they've forsaken me and they made this place a, a place of foreign gods. So it's, it's a turning from those gods to the true God. And so even in these like really sad pictures of seeing make my goodness, they've gone so far away from what the Lord would desire. It often does cause me also to think, well, what does the Lord desire? Well, that we would humbly soften ourselves towards him, yeah. hear his word. And then that turn away from the worthless things to the one that's truly worthy. Um, and I don't know, that's just kind of, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, man, what's it look like to kind of be the opposite of this or to maybe know the Lord's at work. Uh, in your heart, in your life, to to call you to himself. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, yesterday, you know, uh, the people, you know, we read where the people said, no, we will not turn to the Lord. We will follow our own plans. And of course, here he says, I will frustrate their plans. Mm-hmm. But then that's, you know, not the end of the story because we come to Jeremiah 29, uh, you know, a little bit later where the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just the opposite of what we're hearing now. Plans, you know, to prosper you and not harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Here his plan is to temporarily harm, to temporarily judge, to temporarily take away their prosperity so they realize the true source of wealth and the true source of their their riches. Mm-hmm. So judgment is coming upon upon the land because of their sin. Well, what a, you know, how, how far God's people have, you know, moved away from him. Um, we talked about that even yesterday, of just forgetting the Lord and in our forgetting, you know, beginning to worship other things and, and that other things as they forsake him, but then they begin to worship the, the very gods that all the other cultures around them are worshiping so much so that they go from valuing, you know, life as God has revealed he's the creator of life to sacrificing life, to, you know, fire his offerings to Baal. And he says, something I did not command or mention, nor did it even enter my mind. I had 
this thought, you know, the thought of you sacrificing your kids would never something, you know, that I've called you to do. And, and you just see, um, they're the people, you know, breaking the covenant with God. And, and that's why you get again, that I think, is this the second time God's called Jeremiah to act something out, you know, get the belt, go get the belt that's become worthless to me. <laughs> right. And now shatter the, the jar. Uh, yeah. You know, the covenant's been broken. You'll be dashed. And it's beyond repair. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it yesterday, you know, you know, while the clay is moldable, you know, it certainly needs, you know, it needs to respond, you know, the heart of God. But they have become a people who are not moldable, whose hearts are, you know, deeply hardened, whose necks are, you know, deeply stiff. And it is, you know, as, as David said, the path of repentance is the complete opposite to mm-hmm. realize that the wealth we hold is not true wealth to, uh, you know, turn our affections away from the things you know, the Creator has blessed us with to the Creator Himself and, and to walk in His ways and, and uh, mm-hmm. to take, you know, as Jesus invites us, His yoke upon us and learn from Him for His gentle and humble in heart. And the nation has just gone so far from God's original plan. I mean, God had chosen this nation to reflect His glory and to bear His image to those around Him. And yet what He says is I'm going to devastate the city and actually make it an object of horror and scorn. So it's just, you know, just the not only just the ruin, but it's just so contrary to God's original plan for them. No, so you could sad. have been a city of praise and a city yeah. of light and a city of hope and a city of glory, you know, for the, you know, for the, you know, the sake of the nations. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you will have instead is a, is a ridicule of the nations. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, certainly the Psalms remind us, you know, that uh, sometimes we, we cause or sometimes Israel had caused, uh, you know, God's name to be blasphemed among the Gentiles. In other words, because of who they were, mm-hmm. people begin to speak poorly of God. And, and, and we as a church are often guilty of the same things. Yeah. We are but a poor reflection of the one who redeemed us and, and, and the one who saved us. Mm-hmm. So sad. <clears throat> you got to commend Jeremiah. I mean, time and time again, we I don't always pick up on this every time I read it, but I, I wish I did more of just the calling of the Lord's put on his life and the difficulty of that calling, and yet he continues to persevere and stand before the people time and time again and call them to the Lord and call them to repentance, and yet time and time again they don't respond. And so we've seen him be frustrated mm-hmm. with that at times. But uh, just forgetting, you know, Jeremiah was a real man with this calling, doing this to other real folks. And so just to be reminded of that, that, you know, not often do we see the fruit we want to see you immediately, know, but yeah. we're called to faithfully mm-hmm. still deliver the word of God for with the, hope. You know, for the most part, you know, those of us who serve the Lord, you know, here in this time, in this space, we have a, we have an easy calling. Uh, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, that, that, that we'll receive some ridicule and there'll be some, you know, some people that, you know, laugh at our, you know, devotion and, and those kinds of things. But there's nothing like, you know, what, you know, Jeremiah, you know, has faced, even the threat of his, you know, very life. People, you know, hoping for him to fail so that they can, you know, take out their vengeance on him. And, of course, their vengeance on him would be stoning him to be a false prophet. And, unfortunately, his prophecies, which are not at all popular, uh, you know, will prove, you know, to be true. And we'll see the height of that tomorrow. We'll see the height of Jeremiah in the despair of the message you have given me is so heavy. I, I can't not carry it, but at the same time carrying it is a is a huge burden to me. And, and so we'll see, you know, the humanity of, of Jeremiah in a big way, you know, in tomorrow's reading as well. And, you know, it is, is a reminder, you know, that uh, 
our, our call is, you know, not something that's always going to be easy. There will be times that we will have to take stands and there'll be times that we have to hear just one voice, not the voice of our culture, but the voice of our Lord and, and be true to him. And even though, you know, he's called us in grace and we have many, you know, riches, you know, coming from that grace, there are also many challenges, you know, that come mm-hmm. with, you know, being true, you know, the heart of the Lord. Mm-hmm. David, why don't you close us uh, with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do ask that by your grace and uh, your mercy, you would keep us true to you, um, that you would strengthen us, encourage us. Uh, renew our hearts in Christ Jesus and help us to live as your people in this time and in this place uh, to build up your church, uh, to care for our city, and that we would do all that for your glory. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.